What's up? Thank you for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, so here you go. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Yeah. Let's reflect on the week, shall we? Letting this is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. Brisbane, without you, we have no show. Nothing, no listeners, no paychecks, no nothing. So please continue to be part of our family and always reach out with any problem you might have. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, sh- gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. This week, we received a letter from a girl on a manhunt. From across the room, I noticed an extremely attractive man sitting on his own. I had a couple of drinks, I had the courage to go up and talk to him. To my surprise, he was also attracted to me. I didn't get his number, and I would like to have the idea of seeing him again. Stubby Boy and I, well, we weren't so convinced that this guy is the real deal. His name's David, and he's an electrician, and he's French. And you guys think he's making up his personality. David the Sparky from Paris. Would you like me to turn you on, baby? I am a Sparky after all. That's a crap accent. 131060, Uh if anyone knows of a French... Electrician named David. I had to travel home back to Paris. I did not find that woman again. Now I sit under the lights of the Eiffel Tower, wondering... Where is she? Abby still thinks he could be out there, and we put it to the test to see if someone could really pretend to be French for an entire day. We went to Pilates. Yep, Pilates day. We'll see if you can keep up your terrible French accent. Apologies. It's not terrible. You know, back in my hometown of Jeunet-Penehale, it is an outer suburb of... Um, in uh, France. You've gone a bit Spanish there. You've gone a bit Antonio Banderas, <laughs> which David didn't. David held yeah. character. You know what you My sound father. like? You sound like from um, uh, Shrek. Shrek, yeah. yes. Boots in boots. Come on, David, if you are out there, prove me wrong. Prove I'll be right, please. Stop Abby and Matt's Facebook page is waiting for you. <laughs> oh, that's a really bad accent. God, we've loved The Masked Singer. It has been so much fun trying to guess who's behind The Mask. And God, we were good at it, weren't we? Listen to that. Yeah. That is Jess Malboy, without a doubt. Aria winning, chart-topping singer, Stonewall. Jess Malboy, come on, guys. You should know my tone. Well, okay, maybe we were a little off. This week, we learned who the robot was. Good old Cody Simpson. He joined us for a chat after he won. Hey, what's up, guys? Congratulations. Hey, thank you. It was the week after he just started hooking up with Miley Cyrus, so we asked a few unimportant questions about the show. When you take off your mask, all the audiences had to leave. Did they have to do all those cutaways again? Um. Before we jump right in with the old Miley chit-chat. I came in like a We've been interviewing you since you were 12 years old and now you're growing up. Let's get down to business. Miley Cyrus. Mate, (laughs) you've gone in very heavy, you two, very fast. Oh, Oh, well... It would, have been, it would have been quick if we hadn't been friends for so long. Yeah, she's one of our best friends in the world. I learned. Well, maybe they're not as in love as these Instagram stories show. Lucky to be um, in love? Friends, you know? lucky, yeah. to be, lucky to too, be in love? Too, too early to say that, bro, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely, so. This week we were talking about prison. Not because anyone's committed a crime and we might end up there. We were just wondering, what is it they do all day in there? It depends on what level of security you're in by what you get. I was speaking to someone whose um, partner is in there and she was saying that they get 11-minute phone calls. I learned they're about to get email addresses. I wonder if they'll sign up to MSN. You've got mail. Anastasia Palaszczuk, she said that she will give prisoners email addresses so they can harbour and foster relationships with their loved ones on the outside, slowing down contraband coming into the prison. Mm. Yeah. And nothing says love like a good email address. Why I reckon she should do is you're allowed to have email. Only catch is you have to go back to the first email address you ever made when Hotmail first come out. What was yours? Stab the mighty at oh, hotmail.com.au. What about yours? Yeah. I had Spacky Dak at Hotmail. Why? Spack was my yes. uh, was my nickname. Because you used to crack a spack. Uh, yeah. We thought we'd throw it out there and find out what weird email addresses people of Brisbane have. 
I learned some pretty funky ones. Janelle and Mango Hill, what was your first email? It was Naughty Nelly 85. <laughs> Poop on your face at gmail.com. It was my first Facebook account and I still use it. <laughs> I like sexy bums at hotmail.com. Oh, yeah. Don't ever go to prison, Charlie. (laughs) That's what I've learned this week, and you can learn even more about the show with our podcast. Download the Hit 105 app now. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. 13, 10, 60 is our number in first calls. You can bring up anything you want from Sandstone Point. Nice place, Chris. What do you want to talk about? I just want to say congratulations to Optus for pulling their finger out and putting a tower in Ningi. Woo! <laughs> you now finally got phone reception? Yeah, now I'm not going to miss out on any more jobs. You missed out on a job because you had no phone reception? Yeah, I missed a few phone calls, mate. Um, yeah, long story short, I lost the contract. Oh, oh no. Sue him. Sue him. Especially when you're in the phone going, wait, wait, can you wait? Oh, oh and you can't hear people. That's, yeah. So what did, is it just Telstra that you could get out there? Because they own all, all the infrastructure and then everyone else loans bits and pieces from them. Yeah, it was pretty much Telstra and Boost were the only ones you could get reception with. Uh, I will say your phone line well, is very Boost clear. Would buy it off... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they most of them do. Yeah, that's what I Because yeah. I, I had a fight with uh, Vodafone once, and they said, well, you're third in line. Well, what do you mean? They go, well, it goes Telstra. Mm-hmm. If there's heaps of Telstra people on there, and, you try to, and you're already on there, and more Telstra people come, they flick you out. They kick mm. you out like a nightclub. Ooh. If there's heaps of dudes in there, they wait, <laughs> let more girls in. So the sausage ratio is not so yeah. bad. Yeah. Isn't it? Telstra's got a motto at the moment for the advertising. You don't know that you need Telstra until, until you, you do. <laughs> like, you know, when you're like, you don't realise you need that phone reception. Anonymous is on the line. What do you want to talk about in first calls? Good morning, guys. I just wanted to address your call from yesterday morning who com- commented about the teachers being out and about on Monday, the student-free day. Yes. Oh, yes. I am a teacher myself, and I'm sick and tired of teachers being punching bags. Um, you were correct. Sorry, for those who don't know, <laughs> he called up and said, I, I work at a pub, all the teachers, or she, that came in, they had schnitties, got on the cans at lunchtime. Yeah. I love how you said got yeah. on the cans. I just had lunch. <laughs> He's throwing in extra no, no, points. That's, that's that's what okay. they said. All right, okay. So you, you guys were correct when you say, when you explained that um, schools have the option of negotiating um, student free day hours yeah. um, to be completed at other times during the year yeah. and giving them a long weekend. Um, so these teachers that the caller was talking about probably had a day off because yeah. they'd negotiated and worked those hours somewhere else yeah. and they were probably getting together to do schoolwork outside of their school hours. Yeah. Um, I worked a nine-hour day on Monday with a 20-minute lunch break. I got in at seven, I left at four. Do you guys know how many hours a day teachers get paid for? Uh, eight? Five. Five hours a day we get paid for. 25 hours a week we get paid for. Is that for full-time? Full-time teacher. I'm a full-time teacher. I get paid for 25 hours a week. Right. Now, yesterday you mentioned that um, you had a phone number for your student's teacher, and that's great that teachers can be accessed outside of school time. However, we don't get paid on call or overtime. Yeah, I don't and think we have... should give out numbers. No, I no, numbers, no. full on. I was shocked when I heard that. Yeah. But emails, yeah. And yeah. that we have parents emailing us, students emailing us all days, you know, hours of the day and night and over the weekend, and they expect a quick response. And we get blasted by parents if we don't get back to them straight away. I think, yeah, I think it's inappropriate to text teachers. Might be a burner phone. Maybe teachers no, should yeah, be yeah, burner phone. Yeah, it's inappropriate. <laughs> like, on, on email is fine and they can reply back. To text about yeah. something, especially when it's only yeah. year one or two, like yeah. finger painting, come on, they can wait. But they yeah. were all thumbs. Something had to be done. <laughs> uh, look, I think in any job, everyone gets it a bit, don't they? I think oh, everyone I think goes. Teachers get the holidays. Everyone goes so you get, the most because yeah. you get the twelve weeks holiday, don't so they? So we get jealous. Oh, didn't, don't start me on that. No, no, we won't. We won't. Call back on Monday. If you listen to a radio station, radio hosts get just as many. So we we can't we really 12? complain about you. We get twelve. Today. We get a lot. Well, all I know is we're getting about five at Christmas. So. We can't. <laughs> yeah, kick anonymous while she's yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we exactly. only get paid so, for three hours a day, so. Yeah. Oh, lovelies. And what about all your meetings? What yeah. about all your Thank yeah. you. community yeah. service? Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, anonymous. <laughs> hey, Rob in Forest Lake, you're on the air. What do you want to chat about? Yeah, uh, morning, everyone. Morning. Um, I 
just that what you, uh, if you weren't aware, um, you're, you get what you get and you don't get upset made his acting debut last night. Ah, uh, yes, we have yes. been told. What, you, you saw it? Where, where did you see it? It was um, on Home and Away. Not yes. that I watched it, but oh, I'm sure on. one of you guys watched it. Oh, well, I, I heard it was on about <laughs> 7.46, I got told. We've, uh, yeah. Hang on, I've been handed a tape here. Stand by, Rob. Let's have a listen and see in what context they used our brilliant saying. I have a lollipop now. Oh, as a matter of fact. Better not be one of those natural flavour ones. <laughs> well, you get what you get and, and you, you don't, don't get, get upset. upset. Snap. Oh, good. Oh, was, that, was that like a falling in love moment with those two? No, that was a doctor and a patient. Yeah. yeah. But what was Maybe. the moment, Rob? Um, I think it was the, um, the yeah, the doctor and her, her new girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah, so they were in, 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 a, in the hospital like, uh, talking to a patient. So. Uh, yeah. It's so um, versatile, that You can saying, tell the love. Really? Because I was, I was looking for the audio in it, and when you take away the, the watching them, you can really tell how bad the acting is. Oh, oh wow. No, oh. Home and Away. Chris Hemsworth started there. Great actors. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, though. It is the practice ground. That's oh, where they wait. practice. That's where they learn. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Ten thousand bucks at seven AM. The adults get to have first crack at it. Then the kids are at eight. We give away answers in the lead up to the game as well. Here mm. we go. Nicole in Paddington, have you listened this morning and found out your letter and a couple of answers? No, I can't believe I've missed it, but I'm very excited. Oh, there we go. Shame on <laughs> you. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. Shame. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming. Uh well your letter is D for Danielle this morning. Woo! Uh, say pass if you can't think quickly. You get $50 for each correct answer. If you get all 10 right, that's when you win the $10,000 and each answer needs to start with D, of course. Oh, thanks, guys. All right, Nicole, here we go. Your time will start when I finish the first question, which is, name a flower. Dandelion. Name an animal. Dog. Name a savoury snack. Doritos. Name a musician. Denny Hines. Name a brand of shoe. Pass. Name a book series. Dan Brown's. Uh, mm, mm, pass. Okay, name something you can roll. Donut. Name a superhero. Daredevil. Ooh. Oh, just on the buzzer for Daredevil there. My favourite. Oh. Was, that, was it yay or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, $300. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> well done. A couple of you passed Thank on. You um, yeah, shoe brand. You could have Dunlop volleys. They're always good, aren't they? They are. And a book series. Oh, uh, I've never heard of. Divergent. Yeah. It's a tween one. They made it into a couple oh, of films. Oh, I know the Dan Brown ones you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, my kids have been practicing C words all day and all night because they're hoping to get on at eight. But we gave it a go at seven and it worked. I'll yeah. share it around. That sounded funny it out of context. Funny. They're practicing but we the C word, are they, Nicole? Thanks, heaps. Boiler for the letter at eight o'clock. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. We will give away oh, some of the. No, no, no it's I'm fine. Joking. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> No, at three o'clock in the afternoon, Nicole, we give away answers on school pickup. You're so good. it's all good. It's all good. Copy that. Copy that. All right, good on you. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Grandma makes the best cookies. Grandma, she's so full of love. That's true. My grandma does make the best cookies. Although she hasn't been baking lately, she hasn't been well. She had a she had to have operation on a hip. Uh, and you know when you you're elderly. Yeah. Um. She's I think she's almost ninety. So did she go under anaesthetic? Yeah. Oh, that's a big one for an elderly person to do that. A bit of a risk, was it? Well, the risk is a is a lot higher. So what, if that? they need it, they don't have anaesthetic. They just toughen up. <laughs> no. <laughs> My grandmother did. Really? Oh, for a knee, uh, for a hip full operation. Hip operation? Hip operation, just they numbed her. She stayed awake. She's like, my friend, she went under and she wasn't the same when she woke up. I wasn't risking that. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, I yeah. don't know about that. Anyway, she wanted to be fully knocked out and she's loving the painkillers. So obviously that's <laughs> different, different in my, different different in my thing. Yeah. But she's not as sharp as what she was. And I think she's going a little bit senile. She lives by her home, herself completely, though. Although we've now organised so there's a lot of people coming over to help. You know, you can sign up if yeah. they don't go to a nurse's home for people to come over yeah. and clean and yeah. deliver stuff. Yeah. So there's more people coming to her door. And she gave me a call yesterday. And she's like, um, something happened. I don't know what to do. So what do you mean? Don't know what to do with this. Um, a guy came to the door. 
I was like, what? And she goes, good looking guy. Oh, he was so good looking. Cool. Yeah. Not relevant to the story. He had a brown paper bag. Uh-huh. I said, uh-huh. She goes, and I said to him, where are you from? You're so exotic. Where are you from? And he said, India. She said, oh. right, okay. Has she ever been with an international man no, before? What sort of services are you signing her up for? he was. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, and he had a brown paper bag. So, yeah, and she goes, he said, this is for you. So I said, oh, okay, no worries. So I opened the door and he gave it to me and I said, oh, thank you, you're very good looking. He said, Kev, thank, thank you, thank you. And he left and I said, and what, what was in the thing? She goes, a milkshake. So what? <laughs> she goes, a milkshake. And, and some fries. She goes, why are fries so small these days? I said, I don't know. Yeah, I love that. She said, so Branch off. I drank it. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like, what was the shake? She was just a milkshake. Yeah, well, what, what else was she to do with it? Good, like, if, a, if, a, if God gives you a milkshake from an attractive Indian man, you take it. Will they be coming back? So what do you mean? She goes, will they be coming back? Because I, I, sh- I shouldn't have drunk it. So no, of course you shouldn't have drunk it. It's obviously an Uber Eats. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Yeah. So she, she doesn't even know what Uber Eats is. Right. She was in panic that they were coming back, so she turned the lights off for the rest of the night, <laughs> concerned that she's done something wrong. And you know what she kept saying? Yeah. This good-looking man, he's going to get in trouble. So she's so concerned that she's going to get a good-looking man, she's like, can you call someone and make sure that he doesn't lose his job? I said, well, it's a bit confusing because he's not really hired by someone, and I can't really explain. I just went on 131060. Be honest. Yeah. Are you the good-looking man? Eats Are we on another man hunt? to your door... <laughs> yeah. Have you taken it? Oh, of course you do. Yes. No, you don't. What do you do? You say this is not mine. No, you don't. It's if free food. If Eats comes to your door, yeah. you don't take it. Because what, my if, dad almost did the same. If my they dad put almost it in did your... the same when they came. She, he's like, this is for you. I said, we didn't order Uber Eats. And dad goes, shh, 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 shh. Okay. Because no, then they get in trouble. If you go to a shop mm. and they give you the wrong change, they give you that extra fiver... No. Do you give the five bucks back or do you walk out? I, I walk do. out. Yeah, of course. No, oh, I, so I you give, give that up? I give that back, yeah. Just from years of having to balance a fl- uh, float. But then why do you take the Uber Eats? Because that's that's a victimless crime. No, no. he gets in trouble about so, it. And that's well, the that's same his thing. fault. No, it's the same. No, it's not. Well, no, legitimately it is his fault. He went to the wrong house. Yeah. But, yeah, but then again, my nana would have just been, he would have gone, I can't listen to this girl but, anymore. Yeah. Just say how good looking I am and just give her the <laughs> but milkshake. Is there a, there's a 50 chance that your nan just forgot that she ordered Uber Eats? Mate, she can't pay a phone bill. She couldn't even turn on her hearing aids. She has not ordered Uber Eats. Or that someone went, oh, maybe she's hungry, I'll send her some food? No, because, uh, no, she wouldn't no eat that. No one cares about it that much. She would never order the small fries in her life. Right, okay. You okay. know who I feel bad for in this situation is the, the stone 25-year-old next door who's yeah. still sitting there waiting for his fries <laughs> yeah. and his milkshake. <laughs> Think I'm going to live next door to the old lady. I'm not getting my fries. She's a, she eat my food over there. <laughs> when do you get fired over it? No, no, it happens all the time. He would have just delivered to... Whoever has ordered has put the wrong address in. So the Uber Eats there, guy, It's an apartment block, though. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, okay. Ugh. Well, 13, 10, 60, do you take the Uber Eats or not? I'm voting Yes. Really? I, mean, yeah. I was like, no, but I didn't want to keep going on about it because she thinks they're going to come back and hunt it. It down. does depend what it is. If someone turned up with a vegan burger, I'd be oh. like, nah, I'd go find someone <laughs> oh, else. So you'd look at it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that a bit of a dead giveaway? Yeah. Uh, yeah okay, I'll take it. There's all those cameras of people eating the Uber Eats. Oh, the Uber these Eats days. Guys, they they all well, there was a huge you'd, percentage you'd have of people. To eat the fries. If yeah. you're an Uber Eats driver. Yeah, I would order and say, hey, there's an extra one for you. Yeah. Car <laughs> chips. you got to get them. There's the small chips and that's the car chips. It would be impossible to not sneak a chip. Well, neither of you should be Uber drivers then. No, we never would be. No. But 13, 10, 60, do you eat the wrong order? Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Makes the best cookies. Grandma. She's so full of love. My nana, my elderly nana, is uh, living in fear because she took an Uber Eats. She doesn't even know what Uber Eats is. But, you know, I mean, you don't take a delivery that comes to your door and just eat it. Well, you know, I think she was caught up in the moment because a very a lovely chocolate man... Indian man came to her door. Delivered her food. She didn't even know she wanted a milkshake and fries until this gorgeous specimen turned up. She's went, like, where are you, you from? And he said India because she was obviously implying... She goes, I'm into you. <laughs> but do you take an Uber Eats? I don't know who pays for it if you take it. Well, the person that ordered it's already paid for it. Yeah. That's where it works. But then do they ask for a refund is what I'm saying, and who refunds it? They would have got the, the restaurant or the delivery person. Yeah, no, they don't do... Uh, Uber don't do refunds. Craig in Kingston. We're in a real pickle here because um, Abby's grandmother thinks that she's committed a big crime, but 
what happens if Uber Eats just turns up at your door and there's an attractive Indian man there begging you to take it? <laughs> I don't know about the attractive part, but yeah, I still wouldn't take it. You wouldn't? Uh, oh, yeah, honesty goes a long way, so got to got to tell him it's at the wrong place. And you've had that happen? I have, yeah. Just, uh, I think it was last week, um, guy turned up. I assume it was Uber Eats. He had food in his hand, in the bag. And then I yelled out the door, no, wrong address, mate. Uh, <laughs> good for you, and then he says, I'm here to tell you about the good gospel. <laughs> Let me in. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's one way to butcher. get them in, hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a good point. Right. <laughs> now that you've got your milkshake, let me tell you about the word of the Lord. Uh, Chloe and Caboolture, would you take Uber Eats if it came to your house and it wasn't yours? Um, well, it wasn't Uber Eats, but I had a pizza man come knock on my door at nine o'clock at night one night, uh-huh. and um, he had a big smorgasbord of pizzas, and I insisted to him that I didn't order any pizza. Um, we actually lived in a share house with a granny flat and friends out the back, yeah. and he said, oh, is this, this is number 15. I was like, yes, but I didn't order any. And he was like, no, no, it's yours. It's been paid for. I'm like, okay, it must be my housemate. Took the pizza, went to my housemate. They were like, no, we didn't order pizza. Um, and we just sort of stared at it for a while. And then someone took the first flight and that was it. It was gone. <laughs> um, to be fair, though, a delivery guy or girl. Because well, they just want to get back. they got to get the job done. They, their piece of paper says your address. If they give it to you and you're not the rightful owner... They've still completed their job properly. Yeah. They actually don't Especially care. Especially remember pizzas, you didn't used to pay for it when you ordered it. Oh, that's right. And you used to pay on delivery. Cash so there used to be so many like, hey, I got ya. I delivered like 10 pizzas to yeah. your house. you got to pay for it. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I've had, or, or they turn up and you go, sorry, I've only got a 50 on me. And they go, I don't have change for a 50. You're like, well, you're in quite the pickle now, aren't you? Because this is all <laughs> this I've is got, champ. We're here now. What do we do? Uh, Mary and Brown's Plains, this happened to you as well. It's happened all over the place. Do you take it or do you send it back? Morning, guys. Uh, no, I sent it back. I checked the address, and he's like, it's unit 16. I'm like, no, you need to send it to 61. You've got the address wrong. I just felt bad. I put myself in their shoes. Yeah. Mm. How would you feel if you were at home hungover <laughs> waiting for your Big Mac and someone next door ate it? Hungry, obviously. I'd be fuming. I'd be like, where's my Big Mac? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the problem is as well, you follow them, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You can. Oh, yeah, so you would be. You would You'd see know them where they've gone. Yes. I'd say the person who's the rightful owner would find you and Liam Neeson well, you. Well, that's what my nana's in fear of. The <laughs> <laughs> lights haven't been turned on since. You've taken my Big Mac. I will find you and I will kill you. There's a movie. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. We always, we always say on this, this show, show. I brought the story to the table. Sam didn't even want to talk about it. We chase the story. Chase the story. Yeah, so yesterday it came to our attention that maybe one of the team was going rogue on us and getting out and about in Everton Park and making a story for the news because his favourite story, and I'm talking about Matty Crapton here, his favourite story was <laughs> the Green Slopes Poo Jogger and someone has been getting around Everton Park willy-nilly pooing wherever they see fit. It's a copycat crapper. No, it it's is. no, it is not. I know you want to use that headline, and it's very clever, but it's not. And you, you know why? It's because it's been going on for two years. Two years. And they normally do it after a storm, indicating that there's going to be no more rain and can't be washed away. There's obviously some issue there. Well, is it us reporting it more? And especially us, and I apologise for that. Mm. Or is it the fact that people are doing, doing more? It more? You saw, like, Roxy, what happened with her down in Sydney. Yeah. There was someone out the front of her place. So mm. we thought Associate Professor uh, Mike Nigel, who works at the University of the Sunshine Coast, uh, morning. Why are people doing this? Is it like a, a rush of a drug? or? Well, there's a lot of potential reasons, I suppose. If it's a one-off sort of situation, it could be that, you know, maybe they just didn't make it home from a late night out soon enough. Mm. But if it's a repeated thing, it, it typically suggests that there's um, some serious p- potential mental health issues going on. Or it could be someone trying to send send a message out of anger. I, I mean, you mentioned a moment ago, you know, that it seems to be happening a lot. And I'm not so sure that's the case. It's just that we, you know, with media and things the way they are, we can tap, typically tap into some of that information much sooner. And mm. we have situations or stories like that have happened in many places. So... Um, it, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly why until you actually, you know, catch the person and try and sort out what's going on. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, Professor Mike, we—I uh, never thought I'd be talking to you again 
about the same thing because we talked to you about the, the grease hose poo jogger and now here it, it, it has reared its ugly head again. But so, and you do say when you get the person, is there a case where it's different for every case of these where the reasons that they're doing it could be wildly different from the next person and the next person? Um, yeah, although most of the times I suspect that um, what you're dealing with, as I said earlier, someone who has some kind of uh, trauma or, or health issue associated from childhood, and it's usually linked to anger or rage or even shame for that matter. Because, you know, we're all fairly much socialized early in life that, you know, the last thing you do out is go and poo anywhere. And, and it could also be that people who defecate in public, they, they might have a fascination with their own poo that is also linked to that trauma. So as silly as it sounds, and it's often hard to talk about in a serious tone because it is so bizarre and disgusting. Yeah. Um, it is a, a serious mental health issue for some of these people, and we have to be very mindful of that because uh, you mentioned the word disgust, you know, which is one of our primary emotions, so it's a very visceral thing when we talk about it or think about it. It makes us feel really uneasy. Yeah. But people who are serial poopers, for want a better term, yeah. uh, probably have a lot of real troubling issues going on. Yeah, it's right. very Freudian, isn't it? Yeah. It, isn't it? He, it is. he did a big study about <laughs> children wiping it on walls. and mm. You know, most kids are are kind of fascinated with, with their bowel movements early in life because yeah. they just see it as kind of mysterious, you know, <laughs> something kind of happens. But yeah. we do get socialized out. We grow out of it, and, and, and it is something that we just generally find very disgusting. When you say it is a mental health issue, and I understand that because I wouldn't say that anyone who is feeling comfortable about themselves and quite content would do something like that repeatedly mm. over two years, but are they going about their day-to-day life functioning part of the community <laughs> quite well? Probably in all likelihood that is the case. Um, and, you know, when it comes to stopping public defecators, there's no real single solution. And, and But shaming them is not the answer. Um, so, yeah, they're probably getting on with life in many different ways. This could be range from anything from anger to rage to, to shame. So it's really hard to pinpoint mm. why they might be doing it. Isn't it just another form of vandalism, though? You see, like, kids will go through a suburb because they're bored and they smash stuff and you think, but why? It could be, but typically if that's the case, it might be one or, or one offer or yeah. two times, but when it's a, a serial kind of offence, it usually goes a little bit beyond that. Last year in Canada, for a Canadian woman who kind of fell in that first category, she got angry and she defecated on the floor in a donut shop and, and threw it at the staff and um, found out later that the reason she did that, she was refused the use of the toilet. Now, there are probably other things around that. She was actually arrested, but there was no... From my understanding, there was no sort of, for want of a better term, flow-on effect. Yeah, right. And I'm going to bet you she was uh, she was um, a tourist from America because there's no way a Canadian would do that. You guys are way too polite for that. Come on. Well, if she probably apologised, but yes. um, <laughs> who knows for sure. You know how you said about we are doing the wrong thing if we shame them because that's exactly what we have been doing. There's been photos taken of the Green Slope poor and they were circulated trying to find them. And then Roxy Jasenko, which is in Sydney, she took a photo and had posted it. Are you saying that that's the worst thing that we could do? Shaming isn't going to help them. And, and if they're dealing with issues of trauma related to shame, it might exacerbate the issue. It might make, actually make it worse or make them want to do this even more often. So... Yeah. And it's so hard to know because depending upon what's driving this behavior, again, there's a very big difference between, say, anger and shame. Well, uh, look, I, I think the Talk fact to you next year, is, Mike. Uh, <laughs> that it is so bizarre is why everyone's so interested in it. But mm. Associate Professor Mike from the University of the Sunshine Coast, we really appreciate you coming on and, and giving us some insight onto this. Anytime, and uh, hopefully we're not talking about it again in a year's time. No, we'll find a different topic for you, okay? Because yeah, I know you cover a lot of that. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. But it's an exciting time in my house yes, at the moment. Yes, it is. Uh, You're getting a cat? No, we are not getting a cat. <laughs> we are not getting a pet. Doesn't matter how many times my wife asks for a pet or encourages my two-year-old. He was crying in the meeting this morning because um, someone had to take their dog to the vet last night, which is really sad, and Maddie was crying. He can't handle it. He doesn't like the sadness. No, there's too much responsibility with a pet, and the fact that you have to one day decide whether they live or stay, I don't, I don't need that. So moving life. on to your child. Yes. <laughs> Who one day I hopefully don't have to put down. No, yeah. I mean, um, like, he could be leaving <laughs> you, but that's fine. Yes. Mm. My son's 17, turns 18 in March. He graduates school in a few weeks' time. So officially, he goes, Dad, I only got two weeks school left. I'm like, you finish on the 15th? He goes, yeah, exam block. I said, but you don't have any exams? He goes, nah, it's pretty good, eh? <laughs> he gets a week off. Wow. Of all he's the not other doing kids. the higher That's levels. Right. Um, does it feel like just the other day he started school? 
Oh, absolutely. I remember the day he started prep at Brisbane Central was his first school. Yeah. I can remember the day he started high school. I, every school, because we moved a lot, mm. I remember his first day of all of them. I can remember when he used to be small enough that I could lay on the couch and he would lay on my chest and, and we would watch TV. now you do the opposite. That's exactly right. Oh, <laughs> now, when I cuddle him, I have to cuddle him like his girlfriend underneath his armpits and snuggle into his chest. All right. Oh, God. Don't get teary. You're making me teary. <laughs> they gr- they honestly grow up yeah. so fast he's and a you're like... beautiful kid. He's a, a brilliant, beautiful boy. Um, but he's becoming a man now and on Saturday, Esther and I are taking him suit shopping. That's suit. His first suit wow. he's ever owned. That's a moment. For Good his... that he hasn't gone to court earlier. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, that's true. That's otherwise, not... you normally just loan one. Yeah, but that's, that's what I did. We did have that. We did that. Did yeah. you? Uh, did you go to court before your formal? No, but I didn't have a suit. <laughs> oh, okay, right, right. I was like, wow. Stop by the courthouse. Um, so we're going to take him and we're going to make it a, a special thing because we don't get to do a lot of just stuff with him anymore because we're the kids. Littler yeah. kids. So my two little ones go to my mum's house. We're like, <gasps> Ethan, me and your mum. Saturday morning, let's go out and do something nice for you. And we're like, it's going to be all exciting. It's going to be just us. And then um, his beautiful girlfriend wanted to tag along as well. But did she ask you or did she ask him? She said to Ethan because she's got she's shown told him the colours, suit, and everything that he needs to have uh-huh. um, to match with her suit. And right. he's like, yeah, whatever's, no worries. But he found himself in his first pickle of life as a man where he was torn two ways because he's got me and Esther. Yeah. And mainly mum, who is like... This isn't a big event This, this is a big event. This is us. And yeah. He's like, well, I'm your girlfriend. Well, it's not his wedding, so um, she can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, we can see whose side you're on in Attention this Attention to all the boys out there. Your mum is forever, but girlfriends can come and go. And yes, you should always put your mum first. Of course I'm going to say that. I've got three boys. What's wrong with her tagging along? I got them T-shirts for Halloween that said, Mummy boys. Get it? Like, mummy? Uh, <laughs> I didn't, actually. <laughs> no, we do, with nothing at all. We we love her very much. She's a great girl. No, she's she... great, but this is a big event for them. Yeah. First suit, get to see their little boy dressed up. They can go out for lunch because they've got the no little kids. Ethan's always there with the, the little kids. He helps out so much. It should just be quality but time. In fact, you shouldn't even go. Bring the girlfriend and it's a double date. He, wait, wait, he's, I just got kicked the out. The dad doesn't go to his first suit? He can, but I'm just no, saying. No, he can. The dad can't go to the first suit? What's Esther going to teach him how to shave? Thank you. It's a guy thing. Thank you, Stan. I just, Thank you. I think How's a woman going to know how to buy a suit? I just How think do your balls for all feel? three I of you. I think it's for all three of you. I don't think she should. No, you just ditched him. <laughs> I just meant. <laughs> I'll come. We're going a boys' trip. No, you can't go. No, ditch the girls. We're going. Uh, is the girlfriend gonna go? Unbelievable. No, she's not going. We said no. We we, we want to make it. No, not at all. Not at all. We want to make it a surprise for her. He's like, oh, I want to oh, surprise you well with done. it. You know why he'll so, FaceTime her there? You know probably, he will. Probably. Probably. But this is that's not even that big of a deal for me. I was like. He is becoming a man because this is all at the dinner table. And I'm just sitting there, I'm eating my spaghetti bolognese, and I could see him on his phone texting and looking at his mum. And I looked over at him and I put my hand on his shoulder and he looked at me and I went, sucked in. (laughs) (laughs) Sucked in. And he just looked at me like, how did I get here? (laughs) And I went, you're a man. (laughs) You do not want to see the text messages between him and his girlfriend. No. Mum's being up. No. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. R&B Fridays Live. 2019. I got tagged in something on Instagram and I was like, oh, i got to check out these videos because I love dance videos. And there is a lady here in Brisbane who's doing extraordinary classes and her name is Gillian Kenning. She's the founder of and host of R&B Fitness Community. Morning. Morning. Thank you for having me. You tagged me in some classes and you're like, I'm just not feeling confident. So I, I decided to put on these ones. And I was like, oh, how cute. She's probably got like a few people rocking up. And there are like hundreds <laughs> of people. And you say that Friday is your favorite day because you love R&B. I started the classes. I've always loved dance fitness. And then I wanted to get back into it. And I wanted to create a brand just that was really true to me. Um, I went through a really hard time. It's almost coming up next month. So a year that I lost my dad. Mm. Um, losing him was just the hardest thing I've lived through. We were super close, <laughs> super, super, super close. 
And I lost myself. Um, when I lost my dad, my daughter was only seven weeks old. Right. And, yeah, it was just super hard. I was in a really dark place. And music and dancing is just something that makes me feel good. Mm. And literally, my husband would drag me out into the garage and he'd just say, let's do some tracks. And I, I just, I wasn't feeling it, you know, but I would just put music on. Because you were saying that you it. didn't want to dance because you put on, and I'm looking at you and I'm like, you look like so confident, but you're saying that you put on 40 kilos during that time. So I had the toughest pregnancy with my daughter. Yeah, I put on 30 kilos. And then I wasn't expecting to hear the news like a week later that my dad was terminal. And yeah, I probably put on another 10. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put a class together. This is what I love doing. And I knew I needed to do something for myself um, and for my kids and my husband to, you know, pull myself out of where I was. And I was going to be really happy if I got 20 or 30 women in that room that, you know, could just feel good with me doing this. And it was nuts. North Brisbane, shout out to all those girls. <laughs> um, there was like about 150 women. Wow. And the first class? First class. Because wow. mm. <laughs> you know, when you realise that, you know, music and dance is medicine to so many people. It really yeah, is. But you always is. go, I'm not going to do that until I look hot. And that's yeah. what I loved about the message is you get a whole lot of people that go there and they feel good because they've done the dance. Yeah. And I stood on stage and I told everybody that. And I started tricking up, you know, because I knew my dad would have been there with his thumbs up saying, that's my girl, she's back up. And these women just all started clapping, cheering. And I can't even explain to you the just electric vibe that was in that room. And that's what's special to me is that all these women are coming together and we're all just supporting, encouraging, motivating each other. That's that's special. So you do it to R&B music, which is our jam here at Hit 105. Everyone yeah. gets involved. You dance along to that. I, I'm reading here that you started these classes in the Middle East as well. Yes. Now that does the Middle East <laughs> does, <laughs> does not seem like a place in the world yeah, where we're like we're like, we want to get Let out. Let me tell you, they know how to get down. Yeah, right. <laughs> I believe that they would, but you, you, when you hear Middle East, you don't think that women are going to be going along to dance exercise classes. They they loved it. I think it was like um, just this amazing outlet for them. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband was working over there, and uh, it was crazy over there too. He had to twerk in the like. You are. Wow. You are. Women only, you are. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so yeah. that was really restricted. Only women were allowed yeah. to come to the class, which I guess the ones you do here, like anyone can come. Yeah. So with that then, when um, women would come to dance, yep. would they come in hijabs? Would they be in full burqa? Or how, how did that work? Yeah, they would. Um, and then they have their own separate room um, past you know, gym facilities that no one else can see. And then in front of women, they ladder take everything off. Yeah. Right. So it would be in a closed off room. That yeah. Would so for women and... only. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Because there's no restrictions on it unless, unless men, men are, are watching. present. Yeah. 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 So no wonder they would find it so freeing as well. Because not only would yeah. you be able to be around yeah. other girls, and but then to you know, dance I would freely. have women come up to me and, and that's what they would say. They were like, we can only dance like this at home. There's no one, nowhere else we could do it. Mm. Yeah. So it was amazing. So we thought that um, we would do something because I was chatting with you and I was like, I want to try and put this on before R&B Friday Live. Yeah. So Northside, you already do. Northside, yeah. We're going to find Southside to represent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have got to be better than the Middle East people. Like, the, the bar has been set very high. If we can't beat them, well, you know, I know on. that your classes, like every, every, they get fooled out, but you can, the guys can come along, can't they? Absolutely. Oh, I can't dance very well. No, that's why can I, you can I come. come. Can I come drunk? <laughs> because usually that's, that's, when, that's yeah. when I'll dance, yeah. when yeah. I'm half cut. Yeah. If that is your pre-workout, that is up to you. <laughs> pre-workout drinks. <laughs> I'll put it in one of those little shake containers. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need any dance experience to be able to come along. Absolutely not. No, yeah. it is for everybody, all shapes, sizes, fitness levels. Just come along. Um, I break down all the little combos with you. And then we just do our thing. We're all go also going to take R&B Friday live tickets and give them away there. Oh, so if you go to the event, you can yeah. win tickets yeah. to come along. All right. Yeah. Get all the trip, details. Um, it's going to trip Janet Jackson out when she's on stage and 150 people are doing a choreographed dance to her song. What is going on? We're going to learn routines for R&B Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have locked in the very first one, which is going to be over on the north side. Yes, at St. Columban School. St. Columban School, it's going to be at McLean Street in Caboolture. Now, the tickets are free, but you do need to register for it. So we've got an Eventbrite set up. You can just click on the link on our Facebook page. All right, search up Stab Abby and Matt. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Jillian. Be amazing. Yeah, Jillian, thanks for coming in. Thanks really nice for having to me, see guys. You. Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. Yeah, Friday, we get out of here early, so we bang through the podcast. Your letter for 7 a.m. Alpha Box is D for delicious. 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 Creepy. No, song, that's a C, it? mate. That's a song, isn't it? <laughs> delicious. No, you're thinking Fergalicious. Oh, I'm Fergalicious. You're right. It's hot, hot. I'm Fergalicious. What is she doing these days? Pee in a pen. You want that Stop, taste of what I got? She did once. She did it twice. Nah, she's, I think she's made her money, so she's kind of done Well, no, it. she sung. She was going to release another album, and then she sung the National, National Anthem, Anthem, and she was wavery. like, oh, yeah. did it all weird, yeah. and then she couldn't release the album. She's still with people. the <clears throat> no, what? No, they broke up. Mm. Yeah. The guy that was, knew that was going to happen. From Casino. Yes. What it was called? Casino. Good looking guy. No, from the Casino show, yeah. Los Angeles or LA or yeah. Vegas. Vegas. What Vegas was called? Yeah. He's from the Transformers movies as well. Eh, no one remembers him for those, though. He did the ones when the writers were on strike, because they did the shit ones. Ah. Remember when there was that writer's strike? Yeah. They kept releasing movies, and everyone's like, why Why are they doing this to us? And then everyone, oh, turns out writers are important. (laughs) Yeah. Who who would have thought? (laughs) (laughs) And so that's a good- Script Schmidt. But that's what what you need for a strike. You know when people strike and people go, didn't even notice. Yes. That is disappointing if you went on strike, and it was like, did you go on strike? Things really picked- it was so efficient. (laughs) Mr. Toys Toy World, Australia's number one toy and Lego retailer. MrToys.com.au That is on the line right now. You can be the hero of your family and you are guaranteed a Mr. Toys Toy World voucher just for getting on the air this morning. And that is going to Felicity in Brookfield. Morning, Felicity. Morning. How old are you? Seven. Whoa, seven years old. And you've just got a Mr. Toys Toy World voucher and you could possibly win $10,000, Felicity. Yay. Yay, indeed. Now, you know how this works. You're about to get a letter from Auntie Abby. Every answer has to start with that letter. You get them all right. You're going to get all the money. And you get $50 per one you get right, too. Okay. Okay. Remember to say pass if you don't know to give yourself as much time as possible. Now, Felicity, do you know that your letter is C for children? Yes. Okay, good. Practiced. I like it. Here we go. First question, hun. Name something that needs petrol. Name something you eat at a party. Cake. Name an animal you'd find at the beach. Chicken. Um, Cat. Name a piece of furniture. Chair. Name a shape. Triangle. Uh, No, no. Pass. Name a dairy product. Pass. Name an event with acrobats. Pass. Name an animal you'd find on the farm. Chicken. Chicken Chicken came back. There you go. Hey, Felicity, you just won $250. Yay. Yay, indeed. Uh, You did very well. Uh, For a shape, you could have had circle. Uh, For a dairy product, it's cheese. So there you go. But other than that, $250 and a Mr. Toys Toy World voucher. Good start to the weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. Felicity, you're seven. What school do you go to? Thank you, Lynch. Angling Girls School. There you go. Well, shout out to that school. Felicity, the superstar, is on her way in this morning. Yes, I know a lot of kids practice yes. at school. Uh, don't forget as well, on your way home from school, kids, uh, during Cammy, Carrie and Tommy, we give away the answers to the next game because Alpha Bucks Kids is coming back on Monday. So we're going to do that. To, oh, you got the whole weekend to practice. Yeah. yeah. So you'll get answers this afternoon in Carrie and Tommy on the way home from school and we'll play 8 o'clock Monday morning. Mr. Toys Toy World, Australia's number one toy Lego retailer, mrtoys.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. I'm out of your pronto. I got a stage five clinger. Did you hear what I just said to you? Stage five clinger? I find you. <laughs> uh, of course, we're going to talk about the Klingon. That is Jamie. You're going to do the voice? Jamie from the <laughs> Bachelorette. He just becomes him, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but you've got, hey, you've got that back. Hey, come on now. See, you, see, now it's hard for him to find a date if he doesn't get... I think he's had trouble before. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes Angie, doesn't he? He does. But he would really like any girl on there. Well, he's there to get the prize. He's a fireman. He um, is, He's a very intense human. 
And, you know, some people are just intense like that. They want to fall in love badly. But this is the type of guy who I think if a lady was to say, hi, he'd be like, she is in love with me. Um, He made uh, this comment about himself at the end of last night's Bachelorette um, episode. Why should she steer clear of me when I'm one of the most genuine guys in the house? Well, I've got some audio as to why, buddy. Time with Angie's parents, it's vital. This could be my mum and dad in the future, and I want Angie's parents to see that I'm the perfect package. Producers love him. The, oh, uh, that's producers it, yeah. are loving him. The exclusion of in-laws at the end of that set was what really tipped him over mum the and dad. edge. Yeah. 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 In-law. He called them mum and dad, I think. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah, well, he here we go. This is him sitting down with Angie's mum, and Angie's mum's face during the whole thing, she had that half smile, which is like, uh. I'm looking pleasant for you, but I'm also waiting for any moment to leave this conversation. I want to get out of here. I just wanted to let you know I'm here for Angie, and, and I've made that clear since day one. Angie is everything to me. Have you been on a date or anything no, as yet? No, but I got the first rose. So. <laughs> so, so That's really hard because I think he thinks if he got the rose first, then he's the favourite rather than the producers just in the ear of Angie calling out names randomly. So yes. cynical. He, <laughs> he has never been on a date with Angie. Mm. Uh. Um, has only ever sat down for little chats at the cocktail party where he gave her a pair of rainbow socks because if she's having a bad day, she'll wake up with warmth in her heart he and knows... have a great, beautiful day because of the socks. Oh, no. He knows he's needy, right? No well, one who's needy knows that they're needy. Oh, I see. I think he's been told he's needy. Yeah, but you don't hear that. You're like, no, I'm not. When you're you told are. you're Shut needy. Up. That's why. Uh, this was him. He knew he had to get in with the parents. Angie's mum is going to say really good things about me to Angie, and that's all that matters. Whoever ends up with Angie's going to be pretty lucky to have those two as parents. He thought he nailed the chat with Angie's mum until... Angie came and spoke to him at the cocktail party last night and said, Hey, my parents told me that uh, I should probably avoid you. The guy that you should avoid and your name got brought up. Why so, do you think they would say that? Because they feel that I'm too needy for you, like a stage five clinger. Yeah, my oh, man. Oh, he, he knows. No, he said that people have said that he's ah. that, but he's not that. But they've said it, which is strange because he's the most genuine guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he got the first rose. And I, yeah, yeah, he even he even <laughs> said last night because the guys all dogged me. They dogged me and said that I'm a stage five clinger. I went from first rose to last rose. My connection was the same as the other guys have kissed her. We were all on the same level. Now the intensity and positivity has dropped. Why have they brought me down? The problem is with stage five clingers, the more you pull back... The more they cling. The more they cling. Yeah. So it's really hard to You would have had to a shake. How many clingers? No. I've had, no, no, like few partners. Because I, I feel like I'm not that needy, so they get more needy. Who's the first clinger that comes to mind? I did go out with a guy in Sydney called Manuk. He, um, he asked me out for months and months and months, and I was like, no, 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 oh, whatever. Um, and then we went out for a little while, and I woke up, and there was a note saying that I should only walk on rose petals. And he had made a path to the bus stop. In rose petals? In rose petals. How much? Was it like a Hansel and Gretel trail or was it like a like, full no, like paved full path? full on he went to a florist to get all the remaining roses that they weren't using. What, did he glue them down? How did he keep them there? Did them. they all blow away? Uh, no, it wasn't that windy. That was lucky. Yeah. How long was the path? They were probably a bit sticky. I was so embarrassed, though. It wasn't cool. I was like, this is not good. This See, is I would, not I good. just stuck them to the soles of her shoes. <laughs> Save, save you you could have gone to the servo for that. Yeah, save an absolute... How many metres are we talking? How many metres of... I'm not going to meet... Like, from down here to the end of the building? Whoa, dude. That's like 100 metres. From my house, yeah. My flatmates found it hilarious. Did it I wind? did not find it hilarious. Was it a windy well, path or was it just a straight We lived in a, a big apartment one? block, so yeah. to get out of the front gate was a long path, and that was probably the main path, yeah. and then it was down the street. I was like, I'm not walking on them. They're like, you have to walk on so them. So you walked beside them. He went to all that trouble and then you just walked beside them. Pull the nook. Yeah. How wow. long did you date him for after that? Uh, too long. <laughs> oh. What, six months? <laughs> no, 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 no. Only a couple more months. 131060. Have you dated a Jamie? Someone clingy. Someone who's just really, really, really into you. Yeah. And you, you're not as much into them. I want to hear these stories. I, I kind of feel bad that I've never had one. 
Am I not good enough for a clinger? Have you never had one? I've never had a stage five well, clinger. Where's your oh. stage five clinger? No, I don't think I've had one. I have my mate. <laughs> you, you've never had one, no, I've had one. I just thought he would. My mate had one. Huh? Yeah, he went to Perth. She followed him. Oh, uh, my friend went on a, a date with someone and she brought out the wedding book. Yeah, that's a classic. At the date. The wedding book. Yeah. Oh my God. 131060, are you, have you been with, sorry, a Jamie? Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. Gotta get out of here, Prano. I got a stage five clinger. Did you hear what I just said to you? Stage five clinger? I find you. <laughs> Maddie's favourite show, The Bachelorette, at the moment. The it is better than the actual Bachelor. <laughs> it's finished, so you got a new one. But there is a, a, a very intense guy, Jamie. Who he even said, I think everyone thinks I'm a stage five clinger. And they know, champion. They know. You think you've got this deep, dark connection with her that you've only spoken to her for like 15 seconds in total. Oh, please pick him. Uh, please pick him. Uh, if, Alicia. You wanna, if you want to read some funny comments, go to our Stab Abby and Matt page of what other people think um, of him. It's okay. on their mail. Alicia in Ipswich, have you dated a stage five clinger? Yes, I have. Oh, my gosh. He, um... So we started dating. Uh, we dated for about three months before I really had to get rid of him, um, and it was really hard to get rid of him, actually. So he had lost his job um, and then decided, oh, I'm going to come around every day. Uh, and he, so he practically moved in with it without me even asking. He lost the number plates off his car, so he, he, yeah, he had no way of getting around, so I had to try and, you know, have him um, get him to wherever he needed to go, but yeah, yeah like he was just. Imagine that you. Sorry, I can't drive my car, so you have to take me everywhere. We can never leave you. I mean, other. I took them off myself and threw them away. <laughs> <laughs> Sienna and Kabulcha, has this happened to you? Yes, it has. And his name was actually Jamie. Yeah, it was. Brilliant. Crazy. <laughs> what did he do? Um, well, I met him at a music festival because I lost my sister and needed to borrow his phone, and then he fell in love with me. Yep. Um, so every morning and night, he would write me a song <laughs> oh every, day. every day. Every day. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, once it didn't work with me, like we went for coffee once, then he did the same thing to my sister. Oh, and just both me. oh my God. <laughs> what, wow. did, what were the lyrics of the songs? Oh, it was like, you are the reason that I breathe and all that kind of nonsense. Like he didn't put a name in it so he could <laughs> sing it to everyone. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. You're the reason that I breathe. I'm really going to miss you now that I have hooked up with your sister. Uh, Tomorrow in Rosewood, (laughs) we're talking about stage five clingers. You've had one? Oh, absolutely. I had one of the worst, and it got a bit creepy towards the end. Yeah. Um, He actually bought me a brand new mobile phone and got it sent to my work address on the first day following that I met him. Uh (laughs) Uh, And then I got... Well, uh, flowers sent to me at work once or twice a week. Uh, it was all going okay. And, um, yeah, I used to get text messages all day long. Oh, how are you doing? How are you doing? Um, and if I didn't respond within a certain amount of time, uh, he got concerned, oh. let's say. Yeah. And then in the end, um, what sort of ended it for me was that he started making up stories that he was sick in hospital and um, I ended up busting him and called the hospital and said oh have you got this person in your hospital at the moment and they said no we've never heard of him and you're like well you're about to so (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) oh this is good okay now I'm happy with this we're going to go to Inogra now Mitchell you are a self-confessed stage five clingalinger I am indeed, mate. What did you What did you do? <laughs> so it's just a bit of different culture, mate. I'm from South Africa. My partner's from Australia, so she's the most relaxed, can't be bothered person that I've ever met. And honestly, I just love her so much that I don't want to go five minutes without hugging her. And oh. she just she just deals with it. So she's doing pretty well, and and luckily we're still dating. <laughs> okay, so what have you done that crazy stuff like pretended to be sick so uh, they come to your side or? Yeah, like man flu as often as I could. Yeah. Um, I often uh, <laughs> light a few candles and then just trying to treat her and if she's had a bad day, a tub of bath and yeah, just make her feel special. Does she always hug back or is there occasions when you've got your arms around her and her arms are just by her side? Absolutely. She's just like, okay, are you done now? And then... <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been together? 
just over a year now. Okay, well, that's good. She's that's obviously... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's still working. He kind of sounds like a cute one. Yeah, that's uh, nice. No, they all sound cute until they kill you. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Don't agree Don't with that, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead yet. No, 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 no of course not. And then you just want to call us next week. Look, as long as he's a stage five clinger to us, keep listening, Mitchell. Cling to Hit 105, please. All good, all good. Thanks, guys. All right, good all on right. you, Mitchell. Hug it out. Uh, it's <laughs> happy and mad. Hit 105. Live Claritine clear with Claritine. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. The landmark decision this week, Channel 7 was ordered to pay compensation to Nicole Prince, a contestant on its House Rules program, after she alleged she'd been harassed and bullied during the filming and was encouraged to act like a bully by the show's producers. Yeah, it was a landmark ruling. It's the first time I think someone has been able to sue them um, for their time on a reality show. And you know that they always come out and go, wait, 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 I was edited wrong. That's not really who I was. And often the more drama the higher ratings. Well, you So think... producers sort of are going to be a little bit nervous by this. We were just talking about Jamie, the stage five clinger. Oh, like we wouldn't you... have, yeah, we wouldn't have done that. Who knows what he'll come out and say. Um, but how is this all going to work? Because, you know, you sign up for these shows, you know what they're all about, you know what they're going to do to you. Um, from Shine Lawyers, their general manager of New South Wales, James is on with us. Mate, what are some of the things that um, these contestants are going to be taking to court to get money over? Yeah, mate, um, there's a, a couple of things in particular, especially for New South Wales, because uh, if you look at the terms of the contract, they're very strict about uh, people signing away their rights and liabilities. Um, but in this instance, the commission defined the nature of the relationship between the contestants and the network as one of an employee and employer, um, which effectively means the contestants are all workers for the purposes of the Act. Yeah. Um, and once you identify that, any injury that arises out of the course of that employment they can sue for. So it's a strict liability um, and there's, it's no issue about a duty of care or whatever it may be. It's just a matter of if a person's at work and they suffer injury and that injury arises out of employment, they're entitled to, to claim statutory benefits in New South Wales. And the other clincher is you can't contract out of that, even though the contracts all say you sign away your rights and liabilities when you appear on these shows. Um, in New South Wales, the legislation doesn't permit you to do that. Right. So... Would this, will this see a whole lot of reality TV people um, suing the shows they were on, or will it just mean that the shows will adapt their contracts so it won't be possible to do it? Uh, well, again, they can't adapt the contract. If, it's, if, if the reality TV shows in New South Wales and the contestants sign up to a network in New South Wales, then the workers' compensation laws apply in regardless. New South Wales, um, so, regardless. And you can't contract out of those provisions, even right. if you try it. So that means um, that everything's going to be filmed in Queensland now? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I wouldn't go that far just yet because um, the networks, a lot of these contestants, are get, uh, yeah, they're retained from all around the country. Yeah. And it depends on where the contracts were initially signed and what work compensation right. laws apply. And in saying that, Queensland and other states have got similar provisions about or definitions of what a worker is. So I don't think just because they've escaped... New South Wales that's going to solve their problems. Um, the, I was reading through the co- the claims that this contestant had said, and she was on House Rules, uh, Nicole uh, Prince, and it was very. Uh, it was stated that she was perfectly healthy and mentally um, mentally healthy as well before she went on the show. Is that important for uh, for her to get workers' compensation by saying that she that changed her? Would they go back into the history of contestants and say, "Well, we're not going to pay it because you're had already." seen someone for mental issues before? Yeah, there's, um, well, obviously, in many instances, when it comes to compensation insurance, they look at pre-existing illnesses, and you've got to be sure where the um, the injury arose out of the course of employment. So if there was any issues before, then they could argue that the injury didn't arise out of the employment. It was there, it was pre-existing. But in this instance, it was a factor, and, and the medical evidence would substantiate that. Um, and they found she suffered that particular injury. What about if they don't pay them? Are they then not an employer? No, because there's a deemed worker provision as well. So yeah. you would have read the judgment. <laughs> you're trying to get through. You're looking for the loopholes. But in this instance as well, they were defined as an employee. But also there's a deemed worker provision in New South Wales. So if someone provides service um, and it's got a value of up to $10 per week, then fundamentally they can be deemed an employee as well. All right, okay. It'll be interesting for people, say, like your Sam Woods and that, um, if they were to come out and then try and take network, Sam Wood won The Bachelor. Sorry, was The Bachelor a few years ago. 
he's now built a big brand and a business off the back of that. Because if that went to court, would they be able to say, well, you seem to have used your profile from us and you were okay about that, now you want extra money? Yeah, but, uh, well, obviously go a long way to determining what sort of injury Sam may have sustained. Um, And in the workers' compensation scheme at the moment, it's just statutory benefits, so it's a loss of weekly earnings and medical expenses. At this stage, that's why there's a strict liability you have to reach a certain degree of injury or percentage of how they say to be entitled to a common law claim, which is a different injury altogether, a different claim altogether. Right. But Sam, look, if you, have, if you haven't suffered an injury, you can't come back and say yeah. um, that I've been injured. You've got to prove the injury aspect of yeah. the claim as well. Yeah. Well, it's all very interesting stuff. We love reality TV. It rates very highly. We all we all love to jump on the people. Oh, I hope, I hope any of the contestants oh, on the Masked Singer resonate. don't. See? <laughs> yeah, certain personalities resonate with certain people. So, yeah. yeah. Well, James, uh, Shine Lawyers in New South Wales, General Manager, where most of these contracts come from because the networks, they all head out of Sydney. Thanks for coming on and filling us in this morning. No worries at all. Enjoy. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Alrighty, that's the podcast, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful day because you deserve it. You're important. See ya. Bye. Stav, Abby and Matt. Hit 105.